Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everybody, thank you again for joining me tonight here on Friday. Uh, a little bit of a special live stream podcast we have going on here. Um, I want to welcome his uh, writer Lee. He just got JFKX. Him and Jay Widener did this doc- documentary. It's available on Amazon Prime right now. Um, it's a phenomenal documentary, and he is also the creator and the founder of Raised by Giants podcast. Welcome so much, writer. Uh, thank you for coming on. What's going on, brother? It's good to see you. Thanks for having me on. I'm ready to jump into these topics here today. I know, I know, I know. You know, we've been shooting it back and forth here on, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, I have a lot I want to talk to you about. I have a lot I want to pick your brain about. Uh, The first thing, though, uh, why don't you tell people about JFKX? Um, I watched the documentary myself. I think it was a very interesting perspective that you and Jay both brought to the table. And... One reason why this, uh, you know, theory is very special and important to me as well is because this is where the term conspiracy theorist originated. This is where the CIA designed that term to discredit people who are questioning the official narrative. So I'm just curious um, because I've interviewed Jay myself on this channel. What was the inspiration behind this? What was the driving factor in really putting this documentary into effect? Well, not only is it the first conspiracy theory that kind of got conspiracy culture into the zeitgeist of everyone in the United States, or probably everyone in the world, really, um, but it's also the 60th anniversary is coming up soon, and uh, JFK, well, RFK Jr. See, people are getting a lot of these things confused. There's RFK, which was JFK's brother that was his attorney general, and then you have RFK Jr., which is his son, and then you have JFK Jr., which is JFK's son. All right, so there's so much, uh, when you're using these kind of um, abbreviations, people get confused a lot. So... And also, uh, like I was mentioning, RFK Jr. running for president, he just announced his presidency like a couple of days before me and Jay actually got together to make the documentary. That's a very interesting synchronicity. Very interesting. And I guess the driving force is is to really break everything down for people, you know, because through the movie, we go over all the different theories. We give you all the background of what was going on. We go through Oswald. We go through the mob, which the mob is a very important aspect of this whole thing. And that's one of my favorite parts of the film early on is the focus that we put on the mob and how they were really influencing everyone, the corruption and RFK was really going after the mob. 
he was hitting them hard. He was prosecuting Joe Valachi, which was a high up mob member. He was just doing things that had never been done before and hasn't been done since. Right? That's a very important thing to add here is that after the Kennedy brothers, no one ever touched the mob again. No one talked about organized crime ever again. And that's what RFK was talking about. We show it in the film. We talk, he, he's saying everything that's been regurgitated in this community since I've been in the community, since I've even looked into any of this stuff, everything that people are seeing now, he was saying back then in the early 60s, right? He's in court saying, I have uncovered a huge governmental organized crime. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the one thing the one thing that, you know, I find very astonishing is just the revolving door policy in the um, entanglement of the mob with the government and uh, other intelligence agencies as well. And uh, I, b I believe it really needs to be a uh, more well-known and wide wider known thing. You know what I mean? It's because a lot of people don't even kind of go down that rabbit hole when it comes to the affiliation in those uh, sectors, especially with intelligence agencies. So the other thing too that I found profoundly interesting is that a lot of this media evidence, I mean, for instance, um, him being in the movie theater, you know, with the media crew showing up to the movie theater and actually recording him being arrested and all of the yeah. stuff that you brought to the table in the documentary as far as the squibs. I mean, yeah. I guess the biggest question I can ask you about that is, how much research and how much time and how much dedicated effort did it take into putting all of this together? A lot of time, a lot of effort. I mean, Jay has had um, his interpretation, well, not interpretation, his belief surrounding what happened uh, to JFK for a long time. He's had that since uh, uh, Oliver Stone released jfk that uh amazing movie uh, probably one of the best movies ever made right I'll, I'll, and uh and he had that theory for a really long time and we just put it into we just made a movie about it right and hats off to jay he uh he wrote it right he wrote the film and i was the one pretty much doing a lot of the research of what to put in the film and that was uh, a lot of work, a lot of time I was spending. Uh, it took me about at least 30 days from the time from the time that I woke up in the morning to the time that I went to sleep. I was working on this movie and putting everything together. So if anyone has watched it, if you haven't watched it yet, you'll realize if you have any idea what goes on in this space with editing, if you've ever tried to edit a video before, you've ever done anything like that with graphic design, and all that, then you'll see just in the first 15 minutes of this film how much work was actually put into uh, creating this movie. And I'm very proud of it. It's uh, my first film, uh, my first debut film. So it's uh, it's really exciting. And for it to be on Amazon Prime is, uh, is amazing. And uh, my hard work really paid off. And uh, hats off to Jay for taking a chance on me. He really did. I, all I did was... I uh, hit him up and I was like, hey, we need to make a documentary. It was originally I wanted to do one about The Shining because I had a new theory surrounding The Shining. And there hadn't been too many new theories about The Shining. And that one was going to take a lot of uh, a lot more time. 
to do. And he was like, oh, well, let's just try and put something together really uh, as quick as we can, as best as we can. And I was like, all right, let's do that. And I was already familiar with um, what he believed happened on uh, with JFK on November 22nd, 1963. And so we just made the film and we're going to do two more. We got uh, two more in the chamber. So it's going to be a trilogy of films. It's going to be amazing. I'm really, really excited and I'm overly ecstatic uh, about making the film. So uh, I hope people really check that out. It's a very affordable price at only $1.99 to rent on Amazon and $4.99 to buy. So there's really no excuse for you not to at least uh, rent it uh, once and watch it. But you're going to want to buy it because you're going to want to watch it several times. We have the highest quality version of the Zabruder film ever made in the movie. I was, so, was going to say, um, you know, I have the link in the description. If um, anybody wants to check it out, I highly recommend it. I mean, it was really, in all honesty, a very, very eye-opening documentary. And the reason why I feel this is we're in an age right now where I feel like a lot of this information is starting to surface. I feel like our collective awakening here on the planet is starting to kind of kick up at an accelerated pace. And I, I want to just give you the kudos on the fact that you, you and Jay both explained it very well. You went very in-depth into detail. And um, you brought to the table a lot of hard evidence and a hard argument that you really cannot turn away from. And you really, you really have to take a step back and question. It's like, do I actually know what happened? And uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. that's what I did. I mean, you know, especially even with my interview with Jay. Now, the one thing I want to ask you about that, since you've done a whole bunch of research, uh, how do you feel about the, um, the theory that the Israelis were involved as well with uh, JFK's assassination? I think that it's a hodgepodge of a bunch of different things. And it's exactly like what happens with the ufo community and extraterrestrials and just the conspiracy community in general right we don't have answers so therefore we create answers of our own when the government doesn't give us answers and they don't give us answers on purpose it's because they know what's going on they know what happened and they don't care and they're highly uh they're they don't care because they let anybody say whatever they want about any topic right mm -hmm. And they're not correcting anyone. And that's done for a reason, too. That's done so that people don't find out really what's going on. It creates confusion and ultimately creates division. Exactly. It's exactly like the extraterrestrial and UFO phenomenon, right? Ever since Roswell, people have been speculating and uh, throwing out theories of extraterrestrial involvement. I mean, and... The government just kept their mouth shut the entire time, right? They were like, has nothing to do with extraterrestrials. They've been saying that since Roswell. Every single time, every event that comes out, they said, we have no reason to believe that this has anything to do with extraterrestrials, right? And then people think that that is the cover-up, but it's not. The cover-up is really the cover, mm -hmm. right? The, the cover-up is all of us speculating about what they're lying to us about. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, what, yeah, you and I went back and forth about this. I call it essentially everything we're getting here is a limited hangout. Essentially, when you look at it, I mean, even with the information that's divulged to us, even in some aspects of people in the awakened community, it's almost as if it's a limited hangout. And I, uh, you know, kind of called it the word a uh, inception psyop or a psyop sandwich. This is the kind of disinformation that's getting put out now. 
Um, I mean, especially with- just just think about it, bro. Just think if you had a, you you were working on highly advanced technology, right? Let's say that you were working on some sort of anti-gravity craft, and something went wrong and it crashed. Are you going to tell the American public that you're working on a super ultra secretive, highly advanced craft Absolutely that crashed not. in the desert? You're not. Absolutely not. Right? You're going to want to cover that up. You're going to want to brush that to the side and let people run with extraterrestrials coming from off the planet visiting us. And then that evolves into the abduction phenomenon that evolves into all these other alien conspiracies that there's 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 different extraterrestrial species here. And they're all trying to take our DNA and create alien human hybrids. Right. And that's not at all what's going on. Right. The, the hybrids are a biological robot mixed with ai mixed with humans and that's exactly what they're doing to us right now right the, the everything that's been blamed on extraterrestrial involvement we are doing to ourselves right but the extraterrestrials are the scapegoat right if they can put the blame on the thing that people never see people don't have any evidence of people don't have any proof of then they can keep doing whatever they want to us and you know that that's a hundred percent. It's it's a very it's a very very thought provoking perspective because you look at this and you know I agree with you like the fifty to sixty different types of extraterrestrials. You know, having all of these definitive answers for things that we absolutely cannot possibly have definitive answers for. And yeah. um, I'm I'm with you on that. So you know, let me pick your brain for a second. What is what are your thoughts on the abduction phenomenon? What do you actually really think it is? And how, how is it that they have been able to actually execute this the way they have? My, one of my theories is has always been that's why they stick to rural areas or they stick to people who are not credible people, you know, who cannot come forward and actually, you know, talk to the public, a credible, like respected individual. They're always doing it with people who you would call just a regular old person. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, and it's exactly how the MK Ultra program started, right? After the CIA created their MK Ultra programs in the uh, early 50s, they started testing. They, they would do open-air testing on people in low-income areas, on homeless people, on drug addicts. They would do their MK Ultra experiments on people in prisons. They would open up hospital wings, whole entire hospital wings in D.C. to do MK Ultra experiments on, right? And the abduction phenomenon, I 100% believe, is the military. Okay. It's us. It's always been us, and there's been several people that's tried to blow the whistle on the military doing this to people, right? I've heard, I've heard and, a those. Yeah, and I don't like Stephen Greer at all, but I don't Stephen Greer, he was one of the first people that I actually heard talk about it, you know, the My Lab military abductions. But no one wants to believe that that's all that it is. Right? They want you to think that all it's, again, it's a way for them to make us believe that there's nothing that we can do about it, right? If it's an extraterrestrial race that's coming from space to abduct you and they have highly advanced technology, there's nothing that you can do about an extraterrestrial race, apparently, right? They're too advanced, 
right? Their minds are too developed. They got psychic powers that can just immobilize you in your bed and make you not even be able to move. They can phase in and out of the walls and shit, right? Well, if it's the military, that's a different story. You can do something about the military. You can do something about humans, right? And what leads me to believe this is Betty and Barney Hill. Betty and Barney Hill's, well, Barney Hill's first statements was that he saw military officers in military uniforms, right? And then after that, after um, Betty had got regressed, right, she started seeing that it was extraterrestrials. It was no longer military, no longer military officers in military uniforms. It was extraterrestrials. And then after Bonnie started seeing that it was extraterrestrials, um, I mean, Betty started seeing it was extraterrestrials. Barney started seeing that it was extraterrestrials. He jumped on the whole bandwagon, right? That's that's the problem with us as a human species. We just want to go along with what everybody else is saying, right? Like you could you could put twenty people in a room, and let's say that. 19 of those people were just, uh, were all actors and they were all in on this experiment. And only one person thought it was actually really in on the experiment, right? And you gave them, uh, let's say that you gave them three lines, right? You went boom, boom, boom. And then this line over here, you would ask them, which one of these lines matches each other which one of them are similar to each other right and if the 19 other people said it was this one that's similar to that one then the one person that's a part of the experiment would also think that this one is the most similar to that one mm-hmm. right it's a hive mind mentality was, right and was. people are afraid to stand out people are afraid to be different and actually call it out like it is and tell people how it is because they're afraid they're, they're scared to be different. They're scared to stand out. And I was lucky that um, during high school that I had a teacher that was, like, just pushing me to be the way that I am, right, and step out of my comfort zone and tell people exactly what you see, right? Because nine times out of ten, people are going to go along with whatever anybody else is saying. I would right? and it's, agree. It's a robotic type of reality it's a herd mentality right hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is. It's and not- that's all that they have to do. They figured that out a really long time ago, right? The whoever you think is controlling things here, right? They don't, they're 
They're elusive. Nobody knows really, right? But whoever you think is in control, they figured that out, that all you have to do is put out a thought, an idea, and a theory, and get other people to accept it, and then those people push that accepted theory on everybody else, even the people that didn't even want to accept it. They eventually accept it, right? That's how everything works. That's how religion works. That's how 2020 worked. That's how all of it worked, right? You just have to get a, an acceptable theory into the zeitgeist of people, and then that becomes established truth, regardless if it's real or fake. I would have to 100% agree. I, You know, there's actually been a lot of social experiments that have shown this. Um, I don't know if you've heard about the wave exactly. There was this college professor, um, his students asked how somebody like Hitler could come to power. And basically what he did is in a very, you know, covertly and plausibly deniable fashion, he ended up getting like two people to dislike each other. And then one person would wear this armband, this one would wear the other. And the uh, experiment, I think, evolved over the course of the next four weeks until he did a big unveiling, and it actually caused, uh, you know, lawsuits. A lot of, of, the of the students at the college got messed up a little bit from what he did. And I have to completely agree with you. There is almost like a, I kind of call it a savior complex, almost, is that we're always looking outside of ourselves for the answers. We're always looking to something in the sky, something on another planet, uh, you know, something outside of us. I mean, do you think this all kind of ties into that kind of psychology when it comes to the group mentality? Well, it's all psychological manipulation, right? That's all that it is. And if people don't think that you're being psychologically manipulated in this community, then you're in for a rude awakening because it's just as psychologically manipulated as the people that you're claiming that are sheep, right? The people that don't know any of this stuff. You're just as psychologically manipulated as the people that you're pointing a finger at, right? And that's the truth of it. That's the truth and the facts of the matter, right? And people might not want to hear that, but it's the absolute truth, right? Look at how we can just spread things and uh, be taken and accepted. I mean, I had this uh, guy on Twitter today. Uh, Yuri Geller shared this freaking photo, dude. I don't know if you know who Yuri Geller is, but he's yeah, the psychic that was working for Mossad. He was a part of SRI. He was doing uh, studies at SRI International, which was studying psychic phenomenon. And he posted this picture. I don't know if you can oh, see wow. it. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. That almost looks like uh, one of the uh, the entities out of the Goetia or something that Crowley summoned. It's very interesting. Yeah, but it's a completely fake yeah. photo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's an AI-generated photo. It's an AI and he joke. says, my dear friends, the, uh, the alien uh, situation is beginning to become more bizarre by the day. I just got this from my U.S. attorney. Please let me know your reaction, no matter how strange, outrageous, or enigmatic, right? Photo is from 19... I mean, 1890, I am told. <laughs> that is the biggest bunch of bullshit that I, and I commented on, I'm like, bro, like, I don't know what you think that, that you're doing or what you're trying to pass off here, but you better take this stuff down because you're going to look like a freaking fool, dude. It's you know, and that's all, that's all that it takes, bro, is 
one person sharing one photo and then it becomes this whole big thing when it's an AI generated photo or it's a Photoshop photo, right? See, I'll show you how easy this is. My friend Paul Knight from What the Flock TV made a, uh, another image because I sent it to him and I was like, look at this crap, bro. People are, they're, they're passing this stuff off as real. It's he made this photo that looks like uh, uh, Ronald McDonald. He's got the, uh, I want to see if he can, it'll clear up a little bit, but he's got the shoes on. He's got the, right? That's pretty freaking funny, man. <laughs> but I was just saying that's good. But see, the, it's, yeah, you, you lead credence to that. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that there's a lot of people, even on the truth side of the community, that they're not being manipulated, that they're not being given a false narrative as well. And I think that's why it's, yeah. it's, it's very important to keep an open mind and be objective. And at least when looking at things that were that were being presented as supposed truth. So, you know, the, the really interesting thing I want to ask you, especially because, you know, especially with the AI generated images, how do you feel and where do you feel that the U.S. government potentially got this technology to do alien abductions? And um, for instance, you were bringing up the, uh, you know, the paralyzation, the um, the bright light, all of that. Do you think that's all part of MK Ultra, or did they possibly receive that from somewhere else? That was definitely a part of MK Ultra. Okay. Absolutely. I've studied all the documents. I've read all the documents. I've done many shows on MK Ultra. I've read through all of them. I've had Kathy O'Brien on my show, and she'll tell you the exact same thing that I'm about to tell you now. Right? And you can, there's proof of this. She was on my show. You can go back and watch this. I said, Kathy, I think what they're doing, they're trying to cover up the crimes and the things that they've done to people through these real governmental programs by making them think that they were abducted by aliens or that they went to space or they went in a uh, super ultra mega secret spacecraft and went to Mars for 20 years and then was age regressed and time traveled back to the very point that they were taken instead of looking at the real thing that they were being used and that they were being used as drug mules, that they were being used as uh, for prostitution, that all this other stuff that has real world consequences here is being shoved underneath the rug for the fairy tale nonsense stories of extraterrestrials and advanced technology and traveling the universe with uh, aliens and fighting alien space battles and all that, right? Because what happens if these people realize what they've been through, right? I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kathy O'Brien's uh, story, but she was a part of the MK Ultra uh, Monarch program and uh, on like a presidential White House level, right? Her and her daughter were both on that. And I was like, well, and she had a congressional testimony that was blocked by national security in, in uh, 1995, right? And I was like, Kathy, what would happen if these people all essentially realized what had happened to them, right? They wouldn't they wouldn't be able to handle that. They wouldn't be able to brush that underneath the rug, right? So the the way that they brush it underneath the rug is to turn it into something that it's not. And we know that the MK Ultra programs were designed to implant a thought and an idea and a belief into your head that wasn't real, that wasn't true. Right? And they did that through uh, depatterning your mind. They remove normal thinking patterns, common sense, critical thinking, 
from your mind through trauma, and then they drug you, and people don't realize that a lot of drugs came out of the MKUltra programs. It wasn't just LSD. Antipsychotics came out of there. Antidepressants came out of there. Adderall came out of there. Ritalin came out of there. Right? So they depattern you, drug you. Then they do a thing that's called psychic driving. And psychic driving can be done in a few different ways. It can be done with a looped audio message after you've been depatterned, after you've been drugged. It can be done with a TV screen. It can be done with a, uh, a virtual reality goggles. Right? They can put something over your head to make you think that you actually went through something when you really didn't. It was something completely different, but you're only going to remember what they want you to remember, which is the false implanted memory. Right. So and that is what they figured out. And I believe that that's exactly what they do with the abduction phenomenon. They do it with the UFO phenomenon. I mean, the Air Force has been running MK Ultra programs. They started on it right after the CIA got shut down for running their experiments. And it's still going on today. If it's not going on today, they've never been made to come clean about what they were doing with MK Ultra like the CIA was. Right. So why would the Air Force be interested in MK Ultra experiments. But what is in the air? Whoa. Craft is in the air. Yes. Aliens are in the air, right? There's been several people that's come out and said that they know of experiments that the Air Force was doing. They would go to a park. They would see something in the sky, uh, weird Figures, people dressed in all black would come up to them and ask them what they saw in the sky. They would ask the whole group of people what they saw in the sky. You know, it's an operation. It's an experiment, right? That's that's, most that's what it is. Most certainly, most certainly. And I, you know what I find really bizarre is how you're absolutely right, because, at least in my opinion, that that is the psychology of an establishment that is the psychology of a military that's what they would do is they would definitely draw that focus away from whatever tests that they're doing or whatever experiments they're trying to do on the population and they would put it towards another worldly source and that's just how these things work unfortunately now the one thing because you brought up the drugging and the depatterning um, i'm curious now, I don't know if you know about a lot of the Masonic symbolism, but I've been hearing, you know, through a lot of people that I listen to and a lot of people that I talk to that the eye is actually a satellite that they're trying to design or they're trying to build that's going to oversee and control that deprogramming. Have you heard something like that before or any kind of theory like that? No, the most that I've heard is that uh, the all-seeing eye is kind of like a symbolism to show that we're always being watched, that we're always being uh, seen, everything that we're doing is always being watched. And some people have theorized that it's uh, Osiris's eye, whenever Set took Osiris's eye, and then they put that eye on all of their symbolism basically as like mockery. But then again, you don't know if Osiris and Sad and all that. It's a myth. All it's a myth thing, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think that it's highly possible that um, a lot of the symbolism, I think, is just to make fun of people. I would agree. That's what it is. It's to 
for them to put some stuff in there like that, like during the, the halftime, everyone thinks of the halftime, um, Super Bowl showing is a satanic ritual that the Grammys is whole one satanic ritual and all that. And it could be, who knows? Might be, but the way that I see it, if I was in their position, I would do that exact same thing too, so that I could sit back and laugh at all the idiots trying to decode some shit that doesn't make any sense, that doesn't involve anything. You know, you know, it's very because the one thing that I really respect about your perspective is that you are bringing to the table a different kind of truth, ultimately. And I think that's, you know, why I do listen to you and why I do watch a lot of your stuff is because you're kind of going against the grain in the awakened community by what you're saying right now. You're basically bringing to the table that, um, you know, especially when it comes down to love people who are in the new age movement and things like this you're breaking down that all of these extraterrestrials and all of this supposed you know evidence of these beings and all that is all based on our government i mean have you caught in any backlash for those statements or have you uh dealt with any crap for that because i can only imagine all the time dude and that's why i'm going back and doing all of the ufo cults and because it's one thing to you know just tell people that extra there's no proof and there's no because i get into arguments with people all the time um because i do get frustrated when people say that there's evidence and proof for extraterrestrial and that there's been evidence and proof for hundreds of years no there hasn't show me the evidence and the proof it's very show it to me give it to me i i did is there something that i missed Right now, I don't care when people say that they believe in something, but they have to acknowledge that it's a belief, mm -hmm. right? And it's based on faith, just like religion is. And but whenever they say that there's been evidence all this time, no, there hasn't. There's not one shred of evidence that proves the existence of extraterrestrials. And that's just the facts. It's just the truth. And it doesn't matter if you want to hear it or not. Right? And I've been blocked. I've been uh, yelled at. And I'm very calm with people. Like, I don't get, uh, you know, my panties all up in a bunch whenever I'm talking to these people, you know. Because it's like an awakening within an awakening within an awakening, right? Mm -hmm. Once you awaken to the things that, and I hate using the word awaken, but I'm just using it for the context of speaking with you. Understood. Once you get through the nonsense and the bullshit that's been perpetuated upon us that they want you to see, once you get past that, then you start getting a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And then you realize that all this is just a bunch of nonsense. And it's been planted here for us to believe in something. It's a replacement for religion is exactly what it is. And all that they've done, they've replaced God and Jesus with extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. And going back and studying all these cults, the Seekers UFO cult was one of the very first UFO cults in the United States in 1954, right? And they were the first to claim that an extraterrestrial ship was going to come and save them from a natural disaster in uh, December 22nd of 1954. That didn't happen. Then they pushed the date 
further in the future, and they said that it was going to be Christmas Eve of 1954. That date didn't happen. And then they said, oh, well, we were such good people here on Earth. The natural disaster doesn't have to happen now. The UFOs and the extraterrestrials no longer have to come and save us anymore. Everything's all copacetic, right? And then that is where the term, there was this guy that infiltrated that group uh, called Leon Fetzinger. I don't have the... Um, I got so many pages of photos here, but this was the cult right here. This was the Seekers UFO cult. And uh, there was this gentleman called Leon Fetzinger that infiltrated into the group to study their psychology and the way that they reacted when all their failed predictions didn't actually happen, right? And he literally made the term, he created the term called cognitive dissonance, uh-huh. right? And which is very interesting, right? Because that's what everybody uses for the people that are so-called not awake, the, the sheep people, people that have no idea what's going on. Well, you have no idea what's going on either. No one knows what's going on, right? And he developed the term cognitive dissonance. And it was such a shocker to me that the term cognitive dissonance came out of the study of a UFO cult. That is, right? that is. And all of these cults started popping up around the exact same time, right, in the early 50s, like a year or two years after the CIA's MKUltra programs first started. Right, this this other cult, the Aetherist Society, ran by George King. I apologize about that. And, my uh, camera and my microphone were acting up for a second. Um, so, no, no, no. I... Uh, uh, I apologize, Ryder. Give me one sec. I don't know what's going on here. So there we go. I guess they don't like what we're talking about. <laughs> anyways, anyways, no, I um, I completely agree. I think it's very interesting on how people will almost buy anything. And especially when it's coming from a, you know, self-proclaimed source of authority or it's coming from you know a so-called medium or something like that i mean even what you were just saying talking about how there was supposed to be this natural disaster in 1954 and the aliens didn't have to come and save us i mean i look back to 2008 to now when i guess you could say i first um you know started this path started this journey there were a lot of things that were supposed to have happened and um have not you know and um it's, it's pretty that's my whole point of doing this is showing that these cults and their activities and the things that they predict and the things that they say are always wrong. None of them have ever been right. And they're almost identical to this community. See, I call, I started out with this term called the uh, conspiracy burrito. Right, it's where you just throw a bunch of things into the pot, you stir it up, and then whatever that is, you just, just go out and talk about it, right? <laughs> and that's exactly what these cults do as well. It's exactly what these UFO cults do. I mean, Bo and uh, T from the Heaven's Gate cult, here's two pictures of them. They traveled around the world in the early, well, not the world, but traveled around the United States in the early 70s and visited all of these new age centers. They visited all the gurus. They uh, visited all the places that had alternative 
ways of thinking, right? And they did that so that they can incorporate all of those different beliefs and those ideas into their own and later on create their own cult and then twist it just a tad bit into their own creation. And that's what they did. That's what all of them do. They take stories and ideas and thoughts from other people. They twist it just a little bit, mold it to their own perception, and then they come out and they talk about it. But none of them have ever been right. Not one of them. Um, but this guy, Rael, from the Realian cult, which is still an ongoing cult because he's still alive, I've heard right? He, <clears throat> he did something smart, right? He put the date so far in advance that by the time that the extraterrestrial Elohim land in 2035, right? No one's going to care anymore or people have forgotten it. And this dude's going to be dead by then, right? He's already pushing like 85 years old. He's going to be dead by the time 2035 rolls around and the Elohim are supposed to land in his embassy that he built them, right? And share with us their highly advanced technology of cloning and, and cyborg women and like all this stuff that he had sex with on the Elohim spacecraft whenever he was abducted by them and taken to their home planet, right? That's pretty, yeah. I remember the whole Raelian cult thing. I remember when they first came around. I remember really starting to hear about, about them, uh, Raelians, I guess. Am I right on that one? Um, yeah. They, yeah, they call them Raelians. And uh, I saw their landing pad, I guess, that they mm -hmm. built out there. You know, it, it's very interesting almost on how a lot of things can become dogmatic. Don't you agree? Especially when we're talking about, you know, UFOs, um, extraterrestrials. And I think you really described it perfectly. It is almost becoming a substitute for religion. It almost seems like it's part of that narrative. I mean, do you think that this was part of the plan all along? I mean, do you feel that because we're shifting into an Aquarian age, I don't know your thoughts on that exactly, and they know that people are starting to change and shift in consciousness. Do you think that was part of what I would say the narrative to bring into what they're trying to achieve as far as a new world order and totalitarian government? Well, Bo from the um, Heaven's Gate cult, that was his main thing was that we're getting ready to shift into a new age and that um, all of humanity was uh, going to shift into a new age and that the earth was going to be destroyed and that they were going to be uh, transformed into extraterrestrials in this new age into a higher evolutionary level above human. And also another cult did that as well, which is the Order of the Solar Temple, ran by uh, Luke, Luke Jure and the uh, uh, Mambro here. Mm -hmm. he, they said the exact same thing, that... Everybody on the planet is about to go into a new age and uh, it's going to be the golden age of humanity. And that's something that's been repeated throughout the community, especially the new age and spiritual community for uh, 20 years now that we're going into uh, a new age and like all this stuff. People thought that 2012 was going to be us going into this new age and this huge global disaster was going to happen, especially in 2000. Y2K, everyone was freaked out about Y2K, which Y2K was a huge experiment as well. What can we get them to do, right? 
What kind of bullshit nonsense can we feed them to get to, to psychologically manipulate them to do whatever we want? That's just, you know, I completely agree. I still remember back in the day, uh, the Y2K thing. Uh, I think I was maybe about 12 at that time when it was going on. And uh, yes, it, it, it's almost, it's almost outstanding. I, I give them credit because they have a way of, I mean, I mean, you can't help but to some degree. I mean, I don't want to, you know, get cynical about it, but they, they have a really good way of getting people to believe pretty much anything that they want them to. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, how do you feel about consciousness creating reality? Do you think there's any merit in that? And do you think that the human collective consciousness when it comes to what they ultimately buy as a narrative um, is how they manifest these scenarios? Well, that's what Bo from the Heaven's Gate called also believed. He talked about how what you believe is what you get right he said that several times on recordings he said that whatever your perception of reality is is what is true is what is true to you right and that's another thing that's been regurgitated over and over and the first person that i ever heard say that was jordan maxwell say that and i thought that he came up with that but he didn't right and he, Jordan talked about it exactly the way that, that Bo talked about it. So I'm guessing that he got it from Bo in the uh, Heaven's Gate cult. Uh, he, they both said the almost identical things. They said that um, whatever you believe, if you believe in heaven when you die, that's where you're going to go. If you believe in hell when you die, that's where you're going to go. If you believe in giant spaghetti monster uh, pumpkin man, then that's also where you're going to go, right? And I think Bo from the Heaven's Gate call really broke that down uh, amazingly in the way that he said it. I, I would pull it up, but I'm not used to the way that the Zoom uh, works and uh, sharing the videos and stuff. But he, uh, if you watch my uh, UFO uh, Doomsday Cult Part 3 Heaven's Gate, yeah, I played in that video the the perception of reality, and he... He breaks it down amazingly. I can't remember exactly. I can't say word for word what he said, but I just interpreted it basically just now. Uh, what he said, that your thoughts create your reality. And, but just because you believe something doesn't mean that that actually overrules the truth of reality. Right? Exactly. So you can believe whatever you want right but that at the same time that doesn't make it real and doesn't make it true either understood yeah. understood i think that you know that there's a lot of and, and this is why i'm really enjoying this because there's a lot of conflicting information especially available to people who are you know trying to expand their awareness trying to um, evolve consciously in their lives i feel like it's almost as if the dogma can permeate just even beyond the religion and even into people who are really truth seeking trying to understand the world around them and you know while i have you here because you you know i can tell you're you're bringing things to the table that are definitely going to ruffle some jammies but i respect that <laughs> i do i do because that's how work gets done you know what i mean that's how we dig deeper 
that's how we remain objective in our search for this to really find out what we could possibly call the truth. And um, But now that I have you on this, I just want to get your opinion on what you actually feel could possibly be the truth to this whole underlying scenario going on right here. Uh, the truth of what? Truth, the truth of our reality? The, the truth, truth of... of uh... The truth of not only just our reality and our existence here, um, as well as our planet, extraterrestrials, all of the narratives going on. What do you feel? Do you feel that there is an awakening process? Or I know you don't like that term, but do you feel that there's actually something happening? Or is this all being, I guess you could say, drip-fed and programmed to us to believe that this is happening? I think it's a part of a massive program, and I think that they figured that out through the MK Ultra programs after World War II. They realized that, because you just mentioned Hitler earlier, and it's interesting because the United States supported Hitler for a long time, mm -hmm. right? They didn't, the United States didn't enter the war until late. Hitler was Time Magazine's he was on the cover of Time Magazine, right? Mm -hmm. I think what they realized is they can't just come out and kill everyone. <laughs> that wouldn't work. That'd be too noticeable. They can't do it. Exactly, <laughs> right? You create too much opposition whenever you just want to eliminate an entire race of people right off the rip, right? So they went back to their lab and they cooked up a new plan, right? They're like, oh, man, what do we do now? How are we going to do this? They were like, oh, I know, I know what we're going to do. We'll psychologically manipulate people into doing it to themselves. That way that we won't ever be to blame, right? And we'll psychologically manipulate them into doing whatever we want. And through that... We will create a self-governing system. And when we control both sides of the narrative, when we control the mainstream narrative, we control the counter-narrative, we control the alternative narrative, and we, we effectively control everything. There's nowhere anyone can go. Because right? if you just come out in the open with the, the whole agenda, then you get... You get too much pushback, right? Too many questions to be asked, right? That's why they don't say that it's our technology. That's why they don't say that it's not extraterrestrials. Because that creates this friction. It creates too much, too many questions, Right, But if you blame it on something outside of yourself that there's no evidence for, no proof for, no one has ever seen, no one has ever touched, right? That's I challenge anyone to listen to this, to find me a person that has seen an extraterrestrial with their own eyes and a, a live extraterrestrial and walked up to him and shook hands with him. No. Never happened. No one's ever done it. Right? It's just a bunch of stories. That's what we're getting right now with this Grush guy. Right? Yes. yes. All he's doing is telling a bunch of stories that people have already theorized about for decades and decades now. It can't be that. It's, 
We've already known about that. The things that we think that we know about are not the real thing. That's the cover-up. They're not going to come out and say that extraterrestrials are actually real. What are you, an idiot? People have been talking about extraterrestrials being real for since Roswell. Because again, that comes up and that brings up too many questions. That is just, right? it's almost as if, so I, you brought up a very good point and me and my co-host, we talked about this. Nobody's gonna come out and announce to you what's actually going on. Nobody's gonna actually- Never. Exactly, never, never. You know, it's like I, the analogy we use, it's like, you know, you've been unknowingly scammed by somebody for most of your life. And they've been getting away with it. Do you expect them to come out and just go, hey, this is a scam? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I've been scamming you now for the past 20, 30 years, et cetera, et cetera. So, and I think it's, um, I think it's very, very, very interesting and thought-provoking that this could all possibly just be a one controlled fabricated story. And I mean, it's like, what is the, what are the- And it's our fault. Oh, it is. We, done it to, we did it to ourselves. That's the thing that people can't cope with and they can't understand and get through their head is that it wasn't anybody else do it. They, they sat back and they let us do it to ourselves, right? Now that's the psychological manipulation, right? And they let everybody just run with whatever they wanted to say about it, right? You, you can get on the internet and talk all you want about whatever belief system you have of any extraterrestrials, advanced technology that they, they don't care. Because they know that it's not real. Exactly. No one is ever going to get in trouble for creating a YouTube channel and talking about 20 different extraterrestrial races and their visits to Mars and the aliens coming to abduct them. Nobody cares. Right? <laughs> You're not going to get a knock on your door from the CIA or the NSA or the FBI, you know, uh, from talking about extraterrestrials online. It's just not going to happen. Right? So there's something wrong. Right? There's something wrong with the entire scenario. If anybody had any real classified information, if what they were talking about is true, then something would be done about it. And nothing has ever been done about it. Ever. You, you know, the one thing I want to ask you about, too, is because we're talking about psychological manipulation. Do you think the cases of, let's say, if somebody did witness a, um, a, what they would think to be an extraterrestrial craft, or you know something that they didn't know, and the suppose and you know like an intelligence agency uh, supposedly gang stalked them, or you know gave them calls. Do you think that could be part of the gaslighting into making people believe it even further? You know to kind of steer that narrative off course. Listen, the only thing that any three-letter organization cares about is if you have some sort of classified information you have some sort of classified document that has not been declassified to the public. Those are the only two things that they care about. That is it. You can come up with all the theories and all the speculations and everything that you want, right? They do not care, right? And the reason that people think that they care, because again, it's like you said, it solidifies their story. Right. It solidifies what they're talking about. If they also talk about that the government's investigating them and that they're being gang stalked, that they're be, being hit with V2K, that they're being that they're a targeted individual and all that nonsense. Stop doing drugs, bro. 
Just stop doing drugs. That'll end it all. I promise you. You'll no longer be targeted if you stop doing drugs. It's 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 so interesting. You know, it's 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 interesting on the both sides of this because it's almost as if, you know, all of the stuff that you're bringing to the table here is it it, it, it's definitely going against the grain, but I absolutely love that and I respect that because I'm about that as well, at least I try to be. But you've actually opened my mind to quite a, a few different possibilities when it comes to what could actually be going on here. And you know, I feel, I feel you also, you know, you bring, it's a fresh perspective. I have to give you that. And I mean, it, while I have you on this because of a, you know, so how do you, what do you feel you know, do you what do you feel about the giant skeletons that were found like in the early 1900s, late 1800s? Um, I know that they they supposedly said that they have found these remains, that they have found um, you know gigantic human skeletons. Do you think that those two could have possibly been part of this story, or is there actually some kind of merit to those? Is there something else that um, kind of ties into a different part of this? Well, if you think about, I mean, Bo from the Heaven's Gate caught on. I mean, to keep bringing him up because this is where a lot of this stuff comes no, from. No, I love it, man. Keep he, bringing it up. Keep bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. He talks about, and I show it, a clip of him talking about this in uh, UFO Cults uh, Part 3, Heaven's Gate. He says that each age is a different set of human beings. It's not one long string of events and he says that whenever archaeologists dig up uh old uh, skeletons they discover new things uh, from a really long time ago he says that they tend to look at it as one long string of events when it's actually separate he says that whenever they find stuff like that back in back then it was a part of a different age of humanity and I'm not opposed to that. I think that that is quite possible that because we don't know anything about uh, the different versions of human beings that were here possibly a really, really long time ago. They could be, well, they would have to be very different than us. Mm -hmm. right? we're, we're in this reality and we think that this all in this time and this is all that there's ever really been. Right? That's the viewpoint that we take because we have all these surroundings that are constantly enforcing it, the uh, social conditioning that's enforcing that this is the way the things have really always been besides back two or three hundred years ago when we didn't have electricity and all that and people were struggling and they think that that's the way that we lived as far back as time went, right? When we just had this huge technology boom in the last 60, 70 years. Right, very and we developed further in the last seventy years than we apparently developed since human beings have been on the planet. That doesn't make any sense. I would agree. Right? That doesn't make any sense. How could we be the only humans that ever got to this stage before? We're not. Mm -mm. There's no way. There's no possible way. Right. I would agree. And I think that it is highly possible that. 
I'm not too sure about the giant skeletons and all that. I don't know if there's proof or evidence uh, behind that, if they're real, they're legitimate, because, again, with photos and pictures, they can all be changed and manipulated, just like I proved to you uh, earlier with the Yuri Geller thing. I have absolutely no idea. But if they are real, I'll make this. The caveat to that is if they are real, then my personal thoughts are that they were just another version of human beings that were here. Actually, from a long time ago i really dig that because i i do i do believe um one thing one thing i do feel i mean i would even say i maybe believe it as well as i do believe we're a species with amnesia i believe that there are a lot of aspects of us that we don't necessarily know um i don't know if they're you know even with the stuff that you're bringing to the table tonight I don't even know if it's intentional or not. It could it could very well be an intentional thing to keep us from that. Um, I guess my question I'm going to ask you is, what are your personal thoughts on the origins of humanity? I mean, I know we're getting into speculation here, but you know, because um, I'm, I'm asking this merely for the reason you're bringing to the table something that shatters the extraterrestrial theory. And I know there's a lot of people in our community who look at that and be like, well, that's where we came from. <laughs> from. So, so basically, you know, what, I, what I'm asking you is what would be your solution to that? What do you feel like, what do you feel a good um, origin story for humanity would be? And how old do you honestly think that we are? I really have no clue. And I don't think anybody has any clue. Right. And they're um, making things up to try and explain it. And I'm just not, I'm just not going to do that because I legitimately know, don't know and nobody knows. And anybody that claims that they know is full of shit. They just don't know. No, it's, it's a mystery. And we're all the same here. None of us know. And I don't think that we're supposed to know. I really don't think it even matters, right? You, you, you asked me about consciousness earlier and I didn't get to get a chance to answer that question because I didn't want to do it right then. I think that my personal belief is, is that this entire reality is set up for us to experience this reality. Nothing more, nothing less. And we are just here to do whatever it is that we want to do. Right. I tend to look at it as like a, an opportunity. It's an opportunity, right? We just come here. We go with the cards that we've been dealt. And we try and make the best of that. And we're here to experience whatever this life has to offer us. And if we come back and reincarnation is real, then we'll get a different set of circumstances. And we won't remember our previous one. Right? Very interesting. I, I, um, I actually really dig that perspective. And I, I, you know, I honestly want to say I, I really appreciate how objective you're trying to be with this scenario as far as looking for this truth and trying to uncover this evidence because I think a lot of people, you know, I've most certainly been guilty of it. I can't even lie about that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. have uh, lean always in in a way I guess lean towards a subjective bias when it comes to uh, delivering certain kinds of information. 
And I think that you're bringing a really objective approach to the table that it's no nonsense and I appreciate that because we need people who are trying to go against the grain, go against the norm, bring things to the table, new concepts, new ideas, new perspectives that we just have not seen, you know? And that's, that's the kind of thing that we need. And I mean, real quick, um, before uh, we're coming up on the hour here, um, I wanna know actually, um, because I usually ask all of my guests this, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask you at first, um, what was kind of your burning bush moment? What was kind of your moment where you had this thought or this you know feeling inside you that, hey, there might be more to what's going on than we see, you know? And what catalyzed that for you? I think that it was really looking at a lot of, because when I first started my show, I started out as like a, a spiritual show, like a, a consciousness show, because I thought, uh, you know, that these people might have something interesting to say. And it, the more that I dug into it, the more that I realized that almost everything that they're saying doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean, there is a few spiritual practices that I still use. You know, I still do breath work. I still try and, and meditate because I think that those things are very important for your, uh, your consciousness and your spiritual body. And I think that all of the debunking and all the stuff that I had just done in the, uh, the, the first hour of the show, I think that we are very special beings and we have powers that we don't even realize that we have. And all of this outside stuff is trying to corrupt us and make us believe that we aren't special and that we can't have innate human abilities. Right? And that a, uh, a, a some sort of other realm or some sort of other reality doesn't exist and that it's all um, extraterrestrials, right? All this stuff is done to dumb us down and get us away from our natural human senses, right? We're supposed to be highly intuitive beings, right? We're supposed to be able to feel when something is off. We're supposed to know when something is about to happen, you know, something bad or even something good, right? It works both ways, you know, and we've been cut off from that. It's like our, our antenna has been cut. It's been siphoned, right? It's no longer there and we're not connected to anything anymore. And we're definitely not connected to nature, right? We've built these buildings, we've built concrete and cement, we've enclosed ourselves, we've closed ourselves off to what nature is. And nature is beautiful, right? Oh, yes. And what I try and tell people, I'm like, hey, if you think all this crazy stuff is going on in the world and you're watching the news 24-7, walk out your front door and just take a scan around, just take a look around, right? Is it happening there? No, it's not. It's not happening there, right? Like, 
be better toward one another, right? Love, love each other. Do like go to your neighbor's house. Go knock on your neighbor's door and be like, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" Right? Like people don't do that anymore. You know, it used to even whenever I was growing up, if someone was hitchhiking along the road, they would get picked up. Now they don't. Exactly. No one ever gets picked up anymore. Right? We've become demoralized and desensitized, right? I agree. And those are the two first steps of uh, Yuri Bezmenov's four-step plan to subvert an entire country. Right? It's crazy to me, you know, and then you bring up a very valid point. It's almost as if, um, you know, we've not only lost that connection with each other, but we've lost that connection with nature. We've lost that connection with spirit, you know, however you truly want to see that. And, and that's one thing I completely and totally agree with you is I believe that they do not want us to know what we're capable of. They do not want us to know how special we are. They do not want us to know, um, although we can do our best to figure it out on our own, what ultimately our true nature is in totality you know and i feel that if we all ultimately were to come into this realization i feel like it would just be an end game for the current uh control structure at hand and you know i really enjoy how you you've actually changed my mind on a couple of things tonight especially with like the evidence that you've produced and um, you're definitely going to have me looking into a lot of this and all I got to say, man, you definitely turned some gears. You definitely turned some gears, and thank you for that, and I appreciate that. And um, real quick, before we head off here, uh, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Um, I know where to find you, of course, but, uh, you know, uh, where uh, can everybody? Obviously, you're on Rumble, but where else? I'm on Rockfin at Raised by Giants. I'm on YouTube at Raised by Giants, Odyssey, all of the different podcast platforms. And if you would like to... Reach out uh, personally uh, on Twitter at Raised by Giants 8 and Instagram at Raised by Giants Pod. Thanks so much for having me on, brother. really enjoyed the conversation. I did. And, uh, I did. It was great, man. Um, stick around for just a sec. I'm going to end the stream. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, on This uh, This was a very interesting conversation, and I, and I would love to hear everybody's thoughts. Um Find me on you know Instagram, Facebook. Tell me what you guys thought about this because I think writers bringing to the table something that uh, can definitely flip the paradigm on a lot of the awakening movement. So thank you guys so much uh, for joining us, and um, I will catch you uh, next Wednesday. Have a good night, everybody.